Welcome to Festival Corner Podcast, where we interview festival directors around the globe. In this episode, my guest is Jens Freeman Hansen, who is a artistic director of the Passage Festival. We talk about performing arts in public places, how environmental concerns and carbon footprint affecting festival decisions, challenges of finding funding, public reaction to open art festivals, specific of curating a festival program and how art is a serious issue. Let's dive in. Welcome everybody and then welcome to Festival Corner Podcast by Dolphin Creative. Today we will talk about the Passage Festival in Denmark and then my guest is Jens Freeman Hansen who is the artistic director of the Passage Festival in Denmark. Welcome, James. How are you today? Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm very good. Thank you. How are you? I am good too. Like, I'm so glad okay. to talk with you today. And then, yeah. how is the weather in Denmark? Like, it's well, special. actually, at the, mom- at the moment, I'm in Vienna, and I can tell you the weather's okay. very fine in Vienna, but I know it's also very fine in Denmark. So, we are enjoying ourselves. I didn't know that you're in Vienna, though. <laughs> That's no, great. but it's. Yeah, it looks very sunny from my side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so do you want to introduce yourself to us a bit, like who yes. you are, what is your role, and then what are you doing these days? Yeah. My name is Jens Freeman Hansen. I am uh, the artistic director of Passage Festival, which is uh, a street theater festival, which actually means that we are working with the performing arts in the public space, but also involving other art forms uh, from time to time. Uh, we are in a, in a city north of Copenhagen uh, called Helsinger. It's a very famous town. It's, it's the, the town of Hamlet. The castle of Kronborg is there from, from the Shakespeare's uh, very famous uh, play, uh, Hamlet. And uh, of course, and, and actually in Helsinger, there's a lot of cultural heritage, uh, which of course is also something we address with the way we, we are working with the festival. But we're also very interested in the relations, uh, the old cosmopolitan uh, center of Helsinger has with, first of all, the people living outside of that area, mm-hmm. the housing estates where there's a lot of immigrants living, but also to Sweden, which is very close. It's just a 20 minutes sail from, from Helsinger, then you are in Sweden. And the reason, the whole reason why we are calling the, fe- the Festival Passage is, is that we want to build passages between the historical, the, the cultural heritage of Helsinger, but also the globalization, the contemporary uh, life of the people around us, also the tourists coming, there are many tourists coming to Helsinger, the relationship to Copenhagen also, the relationship to Europe, the relationship to the world. Mm-hmm. All these things are very important to us, and, and this is uh, basically the reason why the festival passage. Mm-hmm. The festival is very local-based, meaning that uh, we are really working with local issues, addressing local issues with international uh, artists working in public space. <clears throat> but the international is, of course, also very important to us, as it's always been to Helsinger. Uh, uh, it's, all, it's, it's As I said in the beginning, it's been a, a cosmopolitan town uh, always, uh, because it, it's a border town, and, and uh, at one point the mayor in the town was a Scottish man. I think there was also a German who was a mayor. So the international has really uh, played a major role in the identity of Helsinger uh, throughout history. 
And uh, this is also one of the questions we are dealing with at the festival today. Uh, how does that manifest itself today? And uh, today it's much more about globalization. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have refugees living close by. Now there's a war with Ukraine. There's some Ukrainians coming. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a, a, a huge issue to us to talk about the, the basically the identity. Uh, the, I wouldn't say the national identity, but the identity of the people, mm-hmm. uh, the, the feeling of home on one side, and then on the globalization on the other side. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's it's uh, we have a lot of material to work with in our festival, which is very nice, uh, and uh, we are also very experimental, meaning that. Uh, we try really not to, to to repeat the concept we did last year, mm-hmm. uh, but always keep on developing uh, the festival. Mm-hmm. One of the new things uh, that has uh, been been very important to us is also to to create a green festival. What does it mean to to be international? What does it mean to live in a, a globalized world when? the how do you say the the travel the the distribution mm-hmm. is uh, a huge uh, has a huge uh, carbon footprint uh, mm-hmm. on the world uh, what does that mean to a festival like ours and how are we going to address that and uh, it's something that is uh, also make us very interested in new artistic formats mm-hmm. where you are maybe not bringing production big productions uh, oh. traveling a lot but are trying to look for other art forms where you can actually uh, develop new ways of uh, of, of uh, working with artistic formats. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, also a big thing to us. Okay, so thank you, like thank you for a brief introduction about the festival and then what you are doing and then what you are trying to achieve these days. But I just wondered that, like the festival established in two thousand four. And then I just wondered that was it a local festival? Like, can you bring us to back a bit? Like, were you also an artistic director during that period of time? Yes, <clears throat> I would say the festival has been going on before that, but but we try to say that it was a a very important year for the festival because it was before a very local festival. Mm-hmm. And from two thousand and four, we started the cooperation with Sweden, and from there the festival grew in in in, in size. Mm-hmm. I think also it's important to mention that in Denmark you don't have the tradition for festivals that you have in many other countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a colder climate. I'm not sure we have that anymore, but at least before we had a colder climate, meaning that we, of course we had uh, celebrations and uh, all that, but but uh, it's different to the southern countries. A lot of the big festivals in the southern countries, southern part of Europe, where we that we are working a lot with have long traditions for doing celebrations in public space. And we don't really have that. Hmm. It also means in in, in, this, in in many of the festivals in France, Spain, uh, Portugal, Italy, they're very traditional, uh, that the audience have certain expectations. Mm-hmm. And we have questioned that with the way we are doing our festival, meaning that we have basically been able to define the way we want to do the festival ourselves because there are no tradition. And uh, it's been really interesting because we have been able to, or or the ambition is at least to try to take the best from all the other festivals Mm -hmm. and then bring them into our festival concept. I think a good example is the green foot, the the carbon footprint issue now, which is of course a crucial issue we have to work with in the context of the festival. 
In Denmark, we have music festivals that are very traditional, where, where a lot of rock bands are coming and 100,000 spectators, and uh, and they have a huge carbon footprint, and it's very difficult for them to change mm-hmm. because there's a tradition, there's a, a fixed format where they basically have to repeat themselves, otherwise they will have problems with the with the whole distribution system on one side, and on the on the other hand, also the economics of the festival, the whole financial uh, foundation of the festivals. And we don't have that issue, meaning that we actually have the possibility to form our festival in a different way, where we can take these issues into account. Mm-hmm. And this also means that, I'm not saying that to brag, but we are actually very way ahead many of the of the big theater institutions in Denmark in implementing uh, new ways of working uh, with, uh, with, the, with the performing arts where the carbon footprint is lesser. There's still a long, long way to go and it's very small steps for us also mm-hmm. in the beginning, but we have a, a, I think we have a great design for the future on how to work with these issues. Yeah, like I think, like, I think like I, I was like my next question to you as an artistic director that like what are the advantages of the being artistic director at the festival? And then you are saying me that there is a flexibility in decision making about the transportation, you know, deciding new things in the future. So, like, like, what do you like about your role most in this sense? It's. I would say it's difficult to be an artistic director. It's very. It's a very difficult job. It's a very challenging job, but it's also a very inspiring and interesting mm-hmm. uh, job. Of course, I'm trying to define it. Uh, in my own way, meaning that uh, we have a lot of competences in in my organization, mm-hmm. and I really try to bring them into play. Uh, and also, I would say, also the local co- communities we're working with, also the artists we're working with, and I hope that every everybody will will pull the festival in their own direction, a little bit in their own direction, so that it's not me deciding that the festival has to be like this and this and this and this, mm-hmm. but it's actually everybody who's contributing to the festival uh, investing something in it, and they also get something back, and that is a defining element of how we are doing the festival. That is my artistic principle. It's very difficult, uh, and we are not absolutely... In uh, we we haven't succeeded uh, at all with this, but it's certainly um, the ambition, for sure. Yeah. And uh, we're also struggling with funding, uh, meaning that uh, we get a lot of support. It's not like that, but mm-hmm. uh, festivals in Denmark are not really recognized, meaning that uh, we have to get funding from elsewhere. We are very popular, and people like to support us, but but we are really struggling with funding because we can't get basic funding for for a festival like this. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are many threats, I would say. But it's always been like that, that we always have to define ourselves in in the contemporary, which I think is also very sound, but it's a lot of work and it's very hard. And, and I think everybody has a dream to lay back and relax and just hope <laughs> that the machine will go by itself. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's never going to be like that. No, yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> Unfortunately, like I saw on your website and then you mentioned about the fundings and then and then as far as I saw, we are supporting by Hassingen Community, the Danish Art Foundation and the Solidarity Corps. And then in the podcast, like many also producers are listening to us, like, like what are the struggles to find the fund funding from the corporations? Like, 
how you deal with them like what is your strategy to get a funding from the foundations i think our strength is that we are really a local festival mm -hmm. meaning that we are working in the, it, it, it's a contextualized festival we are working in the communities and uh, this is a big strength and and on the other hand we are also serving the artistic uh, environment in denmark meaning that we are working a lot with the artists uh, directly and uh, that is really helpful in order mm -hmm. to to uh, get the funding that they really get value for money and it's easy for us to make a calculation but the problem for us is the more basic funding uh, that that uh, that that is that has always been a struggle for us and uh, but what we are also working with that because we we tend to grow bigger and bigger and we are still basically not allowed to have an administration mm -hmm. of course we had an administration but it's uh, it, it's a, it's a, a big issue for us uh, to to um, to kind of uh, get the festival recognized that is basically what it's all about and I can say that I'm also the artistic director of So Festival, a street theater festival in the UK, mm -hmm. uh, which is an NPO, part of the national portfolio uh, of Arts Council England. Mm -hmm. And there it's completely different because there the festival, the festival we are working with there is recognized. We are using the competence we have developed in Denmark for that festival. And it's, we learn a lot from that uh, relation that the things we are really struggling with in Denmark uh, and we are lacking in Denmark, we have them in the UK mm -hmm. and vice versa. I see. So, uh, yeah. I said, like you mentioned that, like your festival is growing, and then, and then I also check your numbers, and then how many performers are in Passage Festival in this year, and then it is like a hundred fifty, two hundred, like it is still like a lot of perform performances for fun festival. But what are your goals for the future? Do you want to still grow, and then? What is the future of the Passage Festival? I really wonder about it. I think, like, I, I think we are, I don't think we should grow more in the sense of having more performances mm -hmm. uh, as such, but more grow in development, uh, that we are developing new formats, new ways of working, uh, and more sustainable uh, strategies for how we are working. Um, I think that 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 will be our goal for the future, uh, because it's it, it's and it could also be to maybe have the the competence we're using for the festival is something we could use at other times throughout the year, and we're also doing that actually already. Uh, so I would say that I don't really have a specific ambition on how to grow. Uh, mm -hmm. It's it's also about society, how society is uh, developing. Uh, I would say we have to be alert. We have to be aware. It has uh, huge changes in society. We should also be uh, aware of that and and be ready to uh, to uh, address it uh, artistically. Mm -hmm. And uh, some good examples of that is uh, is uh, the COVID crisis, mm -hmm. uh, where suddenly the the public space changed, mm -hmm. and it also meant that we had to change. And uh, we actually managed to keep doing festivals. Uh, also during lockdown uh, and uh, it was really a great experience of course covid was not a great experience yeah. but the way that we can adapt to to crisis and and that art can can follow on that i mm -hmm. think is is really something that is very interesting and we had some very valuable experience 
Yeah, it uh, was a big in, in that, and and this is how it should be. I think that that as society changes, we should change for mm -hmm. sure. Public space is changing all the time, mm -hmm. so should. I wouldn't give an imperative to the arts, but but it's it, it it the fact is that when public space changes, art in public space changes also, and we as a festival should be aware of that and be ready to accommodate uh, the changes of the arts. Yeah, I yeah I totally agree that like also like the like public also symbolizes art and then art symbolizes public. It is a like mutual yeah. interaction yeah. yeah. interaction between them. So yeah, like yeah. I also like you mentioned about the society and that I have never been in Denmark before and then I hope I can come to your festival one day. Like, You're very welcome know. to come to Pantic yeah, Festival next so. year. I would but, gladly invite you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but like I wondered that how the society react your festival, like how is the reactions from public about the festival, Passage Festival? Like are they interested in, is it changing, like are they demanding more shows and stuff. I think uh, it, it's the performing arts festival in public space are very popular, and that is uh, that's a huge huge issue. You really have to be careful with that. Mm -hmm. It's very easy for us to do something that is very entertaining and that the audiences like very much, mm -hmm. and uh, that the and it's very easy to become popular uh, working in public space, and it's also a big danger. Because you, uh, there's a tendency you can become a supermarket where you are basically just showing things, and the and the audience can shop around to what they like and what what they don't like. And what a festival really should be for me is a discussion, uh, mm -hmm. putting issues to discussions we are struggling with in our daily life mm -hmm. should be uh, somehow reflected in the way we artistically working with a festival, and that is the hard part. It, it's not it's not difficult for us to make a program that is very entertaining and where we will become very popular but that's not the ambition the ambition is to to make people reflect and start discussions that can make changes to the better i would yeah. say that is the com concept of of the festival changes for the artists who are working artistically but also changes for the audience in the sense that we get more people involved in the way we are doing the festival Mm -hmm. We have very good experiences with that because uh, we've done a lot of work in the housing estates and we haven't been compromising on what we've been doing there. We've been working with some of the most advanced artists mm -hmm. and uh, it's not everything went well, but actually I think we have gained a lot of new territory and showing that art can also play a, a significant role uh, in places where you don't expect them to play a role uh, because it can... Uh, it's serious. Art is serious business. It's not, it's not a project of, of integration or something. It's it's a serious piece of work where you want to build a relation between artist and an audience, and uh, you cannot compromise on that. Mm -hmm. And I think that relation is also a passage and really, really interesting uh, in in uh, actually developing both the arts and the communities. Yeah, like this. Like it was another. One of my questions that because you have a very wide range of performers in your program and then everything looks so different. So as an artistic director, how do you create your program? Like you mentioned that you are paying more attention to footprint, also like the connections with the public. But is there like any type of criteria you are having on your mind and then or do, is there any applications that artists can apply or are you picking the performances by yourself? 
we are very occupied with building relations to the artist and it's it's uh, <coughs> i think it's important to yeah to build on relations uh, with artists we i i have a policy where we don't say no to artists who wants to perform at the festival mm -hmm. uh, but that we start a dialogue uh, after I announced that, I got 1,000 emails <laughs> who wanted to play, and it, it's been a little bit hard to live up to, but it's certainly the ambition that mm -hmm. I don't think that artistic directors or festivals should be selections as such, because to some extent, all artistic work, uh, uh, work is legitimate. Mm -hmm. uh, artists can be in different stages of their lives. They can have a crisis where it doesn't go so well, Still, you need as a festival to work with these artists and help them to get along. Uh, it can also be artists that are failing, that are, that are basically not uh, succeeding with their work. This is also very important to have uh, that, that this exists. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, it's difficult to show it to, to an audience, but festivals also have to make awareness about the whole production cycle of artists. Mm -hmm. And you can have, in, the, in Denmark, we're working a lot with standards. Uh, the Danish Arts Council is working a lot with, with standards that it has to be professional and all that. But there's a big risk that we exclude young artists, new young artists trying to get into the artistic system and the artistic market. It's really, really hard for them at times. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, I think it's really important to see it as a, as, as a cycle uh, where everything is legitimate. Uh, and you just have to find out how you're going to deal with it in, in uh, as a festival. We are a curated festival, which means that I would say 80% in our festival is really, really good work. Mm -hmm. If we were do working more on production, it might be 50% because there's also there's always a risk mm -hmm. when you're going into production. But it's okay, and it's it's uh, it's you have to accept that. Uh, and and. Uh, I, I, I can miss that at times that we always uh, are producing good work because it's not the reality of, of uh, the artistic production cycle. We also have to, to teach the audience that artists also have crises. Artists also have other ambitions where they want to do. They might be successful in one area and they want to turn into a new area and they need to experiment and we have to accept that and we have to make space for that in yeah. festivals. But it's hard and it's difficult, but it's... Again, it's the ambition. Yeah, it is ambition. Also, it is a kind of very, you know, rewarding job. And then you can, yeah. like, it's like at Dolphin when we produce a festival. And then at the end of the festival, like, I'm seeing the artists happy and then the audience so happy. And then it gives me a huge, you know, job satisfaction as well. Like, today, like, I felt like we did a great job. And then we just made yeah. people let it. And then make them think about the things in the future. And then like, do you want to share any delightful moments from the festival? If you have one, like what are your favorite moments from the festival? I have many, but it's it's certainly when we are taking chances and, and are taking big risks. And uh, it, as a production, it might be held working with, with uh, some artists that are really challenging the format, our concept of doing a festival, but it's, when it, when it when it's successful, it's something that is really really important and and valuable for us and for the audience. Mm -hmm. So it's important that you keep on uh, having the courage to experimenting uh, and doing new stuff. That you don't reproduce a certain way of doing a festival. Yeah, I agree. I also agree with that. So I also wondered that, like, do you have a big team behind the festival? 
how do you manage the festival passage? Like, how many volunteers do you have? Like, what is the team structure look like? Well, we have a lot of people working in, in the administration. I would say it's mm -hmm. it's basically five. We have five fully fully employed people working on the on the festival. They are also doing other stuff. But the thing is that we then are very good at doing the planning of the festival, meaning that we save a lot of money on production, actually. Mm -hmm. So it's our way of doing it. We are spending a lot on, on uh, full-time employees and more than other festivals, for sure. But we're also saving a lot of money on, on the production side because we are able to plan more. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is, this is the way we've been working. And I think also it's important to look into these types of how you organize a festival. And I'm, I'm really glad to be part of this podcast because it's covering more festivals, but I would hope there would be more research in this field about, uh, and also mm -hmm. more best practices and, and things like that. It could be really interesting to, to have uh, more conversations and more studies about that. Uh, I'm involved in several festivals in Denmark, and I'm always trying to, to uh, juxtapose them Every festival is different. That's the first mm -hmm. obstacle, and uh, every organization is different. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, it's not easy, but uh, it it would be great to kind of uh, do a study where you are uh, actually investigating these issues. Yeah, exactly. Like this might be a, like a very good topic to make a, like research about the street art, street theater more. Yeah. Like I would love to also be part of it though. Like as a kind of researcher background. Yeah, that's a very interesting topic. Thank you for bringing that up. And then I, like, I also wonder that uh, your festival is the biggest festival, city theater festival in Northern Europe. And then I, it might be a bit personal question, but what does street theater mean to you? Like, how you can, how do you describe it? I think all definitions should be challenged. And mm -hmm. also the concept of street theater. And we've also been working with a lot of very famous, uh, more traditional uh, theater. We've been working a lot with Romeo Castellucci, who's an uh, Italian director, who's much more been at Avignon Festival and all these kind of things. I think, uh, to me, street theater is maybe a little bit too specific uh, mm -hmm. definition from what we are doing because... Street theater is something that is developing all the time, mm -hmm. and uh, it's it's uh, it's been actually breaching into a lot of uh, other sub definitions. Uh, so uh, I tend more and more to say performing arts in public space, uh, mm -hmm. and then and it's also it's a wider definition. But the the kind of performances that we are covering are also a much wider. Uh, field than it was uh, before when it was a more traditional smaller festival. Okay, yeah, I think yeah, I I also like I also agree with you. Like it is like pub, like performing arts in public places, and then pub, public itself gives a freedom to the definition as well. So like like we are running out of time a bit, but I just have a question for you. Like, what do you want to say to the artists who wanted to join your festival in the future? And then, uh, is there anything you want to give advice to the producers as well? I think <clears throat> where there's a, there's a whole field of performances that are just performing at a festival. 
uh, where you basically have to make a, a, a kind of easy selection. It's always difficult to select, but it's basically very, uh, uh, how do I say, very uh, well-known formats. Mm -hmm. uh, but where my interest grows is someone who wants to work with local community and bring in strong, uh, a, a strong artistic force in a local community. That is, for me, very, very interesting. And uh, if I need someone working like that, my interest immediately grows, mm. grows, <laughs> and uh, gr gr grows, <laughs> and uh, it would be uh, and and uh, it it needs a dialogue to work with these kind of uh, projects. And uh, the, but this dialogue, I would happily take with, mm -hmm. with uh, whoever is is working in that direction. Okay. All right. Like, what about the producers? Though, do you like? Do you advise to them becoming a producer for the festivals? Like, I'm very interested in new formats, also in in uh, the way of, of producing. And mm -hmm. uh, oh, you have a very nice cat. Yeah, I have to compliment <laughs> yeah. you for that. I love cats. I'm a big cat fan. <laughs> Thank you for bringing it on on the screen. Yeah, like she just came by herself. I am so. Oh, sorry she's beautiful. That. She's beautiful. Um, I think that that um, it, I, I think we should challenge that as well because mm -hmm. um, we need to work in, in a different way. We also need to to work in a more sustainable way. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we need to be more international in order to to have a big understanding for one another. And it means that all formats have to be challenged, also mm -hmm. the format of production. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm really curious for people who are contacting me having ideas on how to work in a different way. We have jobs, mm -hmm. basically. We have a lot of things that are very difficult for us to cover with our organization as it is now. And uh, I could easily, uh, um, we could hire people to, to specific uh, things, actually. Um, but the hard part is to get it really defined. Um, but but uh, there are possibilities of creating new jobs in this sector also, I think. Yeah. Because we have to do a lot of this more. Uh, the, some of these jobs are, are blocking for us to do more development where we need a very local mm -hmm. knowledge, competence um, that we don't have time to activate because we have to do more general stuff. And and that, if we could give that, define that to someone else, uh, it could uh, we we could it, I, I I see a lot of possibilities in this field. Yeah. I must say, although it's we also struggling with funding, but mm -hmm. it's it's uh, there are possibilities. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure, like yeah, it is like the very amazing field to be discovered and then get get involved more about the also research part, also sustainability part, as you mentioned. And then there are so many things we can develop together as a one community in this world. So thank yeah. you so much, James. It was such an honor to talk with you. And then it was great thank to you. hear more about the Passage Festival. And then enjoy... It was a great pleasure. Enjoy Vienna. And then... Yeah, thank you. Hope, hope we can meet in person one day. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and post it on social media. To catch all the latest from Dolphin Creative, you can follow us on Instagram at Dolphin Creative Events. See you in the next episode.